0: hello everyone my name is jordan and welcome back to the fandom optimists this is the show where we love stories and we love when they bring us together this week in fandom i am joined by the one and only dylan Pollock to talk a little bit more about the flash dylan it's always good to talk to you how are you doing today
1: it is a pleasure it feels like it's been too long for too long i've been a listener a listener to the (laughs) the fandom optimist and not a participant
0: yeah (laughs) um yeah so so dylan and i had been texting dear listener uh uh week or so ago about the flash and i had already uh asked jamie to be on the flash episode but we kind of were talking we were like we could do we could talk some about the flash some more because there's a lot to say (laughs) it's always good to cover all your bases and then we can talk a little bit more about real world interactions with the movie and uh i think i think that's pretty fun so this may or may not turn out to be a a spicy episode Of the fandom optimists we'll we'll see what happens
1: you know what (laughs) it's just so interesting to to dive sort of like into the actual movie you know what this sort of reminds me of it reminds me of two other dc movies a bit Um, interesting suicide squad the 2016 and birds of prey okay which are two movies that i remember seeing in theaters and really enjoying Mm -hmm. and i can tell you like did i think 2016 suicide squad was a great film no But I remember after 2016 Suicide Squad, I saw it in theaters with my wife. We went to a diner afterwards and we spent our entire meal (laughs) talking about the movie. Yeah, And none of it was like, oh, my God, that movie destroyed my childhood, robbed my home and killed my (laughs) parents. You know what I mean? Which is like what it feels like now. Every time you go on Twitter, I feel like I see somebody talking about the flesh and they're like, how could they do this to us? Yeah. And judging by the box office receipts, I'm like, you probably didn't even see the movie
0: which is Probably. the thing that's
1: kind of really like been grinding my gears to, you know, to, to coach family guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel so desperately like, you know, I'm not sure if you listen to, there's another podcast, the weekly planet.
0: Oh yes. And
1: you know, their rating system is best movie ever, worst movie ever.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that. Yes. It's, it's a great, uh, that's a great parody of how everyone interacts with film list these days.
1: With this movie, The Flash, I've never felt that that is more true. That that, mm-hmm. that just seems to be the only takes you're allowed to have is overwhelming negativity or in response, overwhelming positivity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And I think the last time that I was on here was for Jurassic World Dominion.
0: I think that's tr- correct, yeah.
1: I was overwhelmingly negative about that movie. Like I was like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be all the optimism on this one. And the fun <laughs> thing about this is with The Flash, I was like, I don't get the hate. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, did I love the the CGI in the Speed Force? No.
0: <laughs>
1: did I think when I first read Annie Muschietti talking about like, no, it was a deliberate choice. Was there a part of me that was skeptical? Like, that sounds like he's covering for really bad CGI. Yep. Then having seen the movie, you can tell
0: clearly it was this choice. was a choice. Yeah.
1: Was it the right choice? I don't know. But clearly it was <laughs> a choice um i do just feel like there were missed opportunities in this movie like yeah. this was another movie that like i said like 2016 suicide squad it, w- it was funny my wife and i you know we're on the ride home and you know she wasn't even like that interested in the movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: she we were there on friday the movie the day that came out because i was like no we're we're going to see this movie oh yeah and i remember we got out and I expected her to have hated it because I loved it, but I'm a huge DC person, mm-hmm. and I looked over at her and she was like, "That was fun. Like I'd see it again. Yeah. Was it great? No, she said, <laughs> but I would see it again. So to me, I was like, that should be rousing success. That's you know, that's as close oh, to the, yeah, Tom Cruise for sure. reaction she's going to give to it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we are talking about something in the real world, th- something they did a disservice to this movie about was. They definitely overhyped this movie coming out.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that was one of their biggest mistakes here, looking at this second week drop-off, is you told everyone who, who was going to go see it that it's going to be like the best movie ever made. And, and it isn't. Um, I love it. I had so much fun. It had a lot of resonant emotion. It made me laugh so many times. Um, it had some really awesome cool action sequences and some creative flash action sequences but it is not one of the best comic book movies of all time uh, and and everyone who said so kind of set it up for people to like think they were going to go see the greatest movie of all time and then they saw it and they were like eh, okay whatever and then and... that's that's your word of mouth like yeah. for your second weekend you're counting on word of mouth and if your word of mouth is yeah okay well, whatever <laughs> it's of, not gonna uh, go well
1: have you heard of cinema score
0: uh yes i think so
1: yeah you know there's a, a youtuber dan merle who talks a lot about the box office and one of the things he talks about often is cinema score and that's you know when people are coming out of the first showings you know it gives an a to f scale if you get an a that means that the word of mouth is going to be overwhelmingly positive it sets it sets your movie up that it's like clearly the people have loved this it's gonna have long legs um does it make sense when I say legs? I don't know. If for people who don't follow these things hyperactively <laughs> the way I do, legs means that you know hmm. it's not gonna have a huge drop off from weekend to weekend, it's gonna keep making yeah. money, basically. I saw that this is on track to have like a 75% drop in the second weekend. It had gotten a B cinema score, which you would think B is good, B is terrible. Um <laughs> so yeah, I just feel like I'm like, boy, this it reminds me of Shazam Fury of the Gods. In that sense, where it's like, this movie was doomed before it even came out.
0: Yeah, and I'm sad about it, because I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, again, it was it was nothing but a fun time. I did have some issues, which we can briefly get into those if we do want to. <laughs> um, I think there's an issue in the movie that... Th- there's a problem that the movie does not have enough revenants for The Flash, for being a Flash movie.
0: Yeah, that was, and I think I mentioned last week that it's like, you're doing it. You're in a Flash movie, and you're celebrating like the entire history of DC, and it's like, but the only character you didn't celebrate the history of (laughs) is the Flash.
1: I had heard, and maybe you can correct me if this is wrong, that maybe Grant Gustin filmed something, and they cut it for time.
0: I've seen that headline. I have no idea if that's true.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Even if they didn't do that, I'm talking again with my wife, who I'll just say her name by this point, Giselle. I don't think she'll care. Yeah. She's been on my podcast, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. But we're talking, and maybe it was because we had just seen Across the Spider-Verse like a week before, but she goes... You know
0: what? Uh, that also, that really hurt its chances, I think.
1: I mean, I don't think, like, they both involve the multiverse, but are they desperately similar stories?
0: No. Yeah, that's true.
1: But I get what you're saying, that it's like, you could immediately be like, oh, here's another multiverse movie, and this was better. But... Mm-hmm. She was saying to me, boy, when they were doing those cameos, why didn't they have animated Flash? Because I was like, I had mentioned Michael Rosenbaum, and I was like, oh, that would have been so cool.
0: Like, I was yeah, like, oh I, was thinking, I was thinking they should either have shown an animated universe with animated Flash, or have Michael Rosenbaum play a live-action Flash for a second. That would be funny.
1: Either one of those, I was like, boy, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Now, again, they might have been better off not having any of these, like, weird, you know, uncanny valley cameos. Mm-hmm. And maybe just having a bunch of different Ezra Millers that all look kind of similar. You've already doubled down to having two throughout the movie. Why not have 15 in that scene where, like, each one of them has <laughs> a slightly different costume?
0: And then, like, one of them is Grant Gustin. And that would be just really fucking funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> if Why you not? Do... Yeah, don't bother with Reeve or Reeves or West or... or... Nobody Jay Garrick, which is still really weird to me that that was apparently literally nobody like that wasn't even an unnamed actor. I think that was a generic CG model of a face. Like they put Jay (laughs) Garrick in this movie played by literally nobody. And I think that's super, super weird sentence. Um, But it's like instead of doing that, just do. Yeah, I, I really like your idea. Do like 15 Ezra's and then one of them is Grant. And that would be really funny to me.
1: Um, I will say the only person who I've heard like talk about those cameos and do it in a way that was more than you know, I watched and I was like, oh cool, you know, that's like mm-hmm. history of DC type stuff. Was I want to? I I hope I'm remembering correctly. Was it you that was talking about seeing it with your parents and your mom like you yes. tears seeing Christopher Reeves? Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, you know what, man, that's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's the part that's that's important here. Whenever I think about this kind of stuff, and I, and I'm like, she didn't care that it was a weird CG, Christopher Reeve. She didn't care that Christopher Reeve died and that he was paraplegic for the last 10 years of his life. And that, you know, because like people are like, well, he was crippled. So it's disrespectful to, to show him here as he was. And it's like, no, mom didn't care about any of that. She saw a childhood icon uh, and someone she deeply admired at his most powerful And at his most iconic and, and, and it it made her emotional. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I like that.
1: And I do feel like, is there any chance my mom would go to see the flash? Absolutely not. (laughs) She does not care about superhero movies. I think think
0: the only reason that my, like, like my mom liked Superman back when it came out, but she was never going to be like super into this stuff, except that she married my dad. Who's like exactly me like the same level of just obsession with this stuff and that kind of dragged her into all of this over the years uh,
1: i mean that's you know poor giselle is sitting in the other room right now surrounded by busts of Batman <laughs> and statues of black adam because i'm the only person who bought that because it was like 15 dollars. but mm-hmm. um yeah you know it... I think the only other thing that's harder than just being a fan and being constantly disappointed is being married to a fan who's constantly disappointed, probably. <laughs> um, that's a good way to put that. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I you That was the first time I heard anybody say, I haven't seen anybody be upset that they showed Christopher Reeve as Superman because he was paralyzed in reality. Yeah, I've
0: I've seen that take. This is going to be fun. We're getting to talk about all the takes we've seen. That, instead just of so, just talking about the movie,
1: it's just so asinine, Jordan. It's so asinine. <laughs> it's showing him as the character. It's yeah. to quote Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you're a sports guy. It's asinine, asinine, a ten, asinine, asinine, eleven, as- a twelve.
0: <laughs> That's uh. a good line. I've never heard that one before. It's very good. It's just unbelievable,
1: and you know, <laughs> I, I do feel like on Twitter, people really are making like, if you support this movie, you support everything that's wrong in the world.
0: Well, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, like, I, I, I was tweeting something about how it's like, it hey, didn't look great, and you know, I'm a, I'm a little weirded out by the precedent that it's setting, but it was cool. It was a cool moment. It was cathartic, and and someone was like, "Well, you're going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell because you you liked." You you support puppeting a dead man? I'm like, but it's, it's okay, come on.
1: <laughs> and my response is, I'm going to hell, but not because of that.
0: <laughs> there are many other reasons than that. Yeah, and you know, I, and I, JB and I were saying last week that it's like, look, if you are uncomfortable with it, I don't like, I don't think you're stupid. I, if you don't like the movie because CGI Christopher Reeve made you uncomfortable and you were weirded out that they resurrected a dead guy to to be on the screen yeah sure that's that's fine i don't think you're crazy for that but i'm really annoyed if you think i'm crazy for thinking it's cool
1: it's it's one of those things that it's a totally valid personal feeling to feel like i don't like what ezra miller did i'm not gonna see the flash Mm -hmm. i don't think it's as fair to be like i don't like what ezra miller did you should not see
0: the flash yeah that's Um, that's where that line gets drawn to me
1: You know, I feel like by that logic, every movie in the world has somebody who's a scumbag in it. And I think you guys probably even said that.
0: I I, I touched on that last week, that it's like, you know, go to a movie, you see the credits at the end. At least one of those is a really bad person. You're never going to find out about it.
1: Jordan, have you ever seen The Naked Gun? I haven't. Great movie, hilarious comedy. You know who's one of the featured actors in it?
0: Oh, no. Who is it?
1: O.J. Simpson. Oh, (laughs) dear God. And he's really funny in it. To be fair, but it's also just like <laughs> one of those things that you would to be like, well,
0: like I don't know don't if I can it. look at this dude's face anymore. Yeah,
1: it kind of makes it funnier because he—it's a bumbling spoof movie, and it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um, God, I do just feel like every—I think the the other thing that feels bad and is seeing people root for a movie's failure.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: Just because. I, I've never worked on a feature film. I have worked in, you know, creative projects before and even mm. on small, meager things. It is hm. so hard to make things happen. Yeah. You know, I'm sure even for you, Jordan, just doing this podcast on a weekly basis, it's hard sometimes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I forget to do it. Sometimes my voice isn't up to it. Sometimes there's a scheduling conflict and I'm like, well, I don't really have anyone else in mind this week so or anything to talk about, so I, I can't do it. Just happens. It's hard to do. And
1: you know what would be even worse if if somebody just left a comment that was like, "Yeah, this episode sucks. It sucks, and you should feel bad." And it's like, <laughs> "Whoa, why?" Yeah. Like you know, I do my podcast, which probably gets an average of like you know twenty listens a week or whatever. Sometimes yeah. it's more, sometimes it's less. That's great. Somebody who had packed like the fourth episode we posted and posted a comment was like, "This guy wants to bitch about this movie for like forty five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because i was like you know what man that guy must really like this movie that's fine
0: i feel like i need the thrill of it scotty leave me <laughs> leave me a mean comment to read.
1: <laughs> well that's... i'm gonna have fun <laughs> listening to the mail segment next week when you're like hey, scotty <laughs> says go fuck yourself San Diego.
0: <laughs> oh man oh. yeah it's it's yeah, rooting on the rooting on the downfall of a movie always bugs me, especially. And my God, this has become like fifty percent of my personal Twitter presence at this point. Is calling out both sides of the dumb Snyder fandom wars. It's just it's so dumb, and I'm constantly just like, "Well, you're an asshole, and you're an asshole, and you're an... <laughs> just over and over," because it's like. And in this case, I'm talking about the, the pro Snyder side. There's a lot of pro Snyder side people who are like hoping that the Flash does poorly because it's like serves you right for not doing Snyder's thing. It's like, look, you don't get what you want if the Flash fails. What happens if the Flash fails is either Warner Bros. goes under because they're in bad condition right now oh. or or they just decide. Yeah, superheroes aren't for us, and we never see a superhero on the big screen again for like the next ten years. Yep from from DC. Um, I don't want that. I no don't not. think I don't think you want that Snyder person. They just maybe want, you do. I don't know.
1: They just want to be spoon fed exactly what they want, and I don't know where. I don't know where the Snyder fandom comes from because, I'll say it, those are very mediocre movies. Every uh, single see- one of them.
0: See, it's funny because I'm like, I'm always riding the line because of the fandom optimism thing. I'm like, I, you know, at some point I thought that, and then I just kind of reached this mentality where I'm like, I don't enjoy disliking things. And I like went and rewatched all of them and thought about everything I've ever heard a pro Snyder person say, and was like looking for reasons to, to, to like it. And now I'm like, yeah, I love those movies. Love all three of them. (laughs)
1: those
0: Those are really cool movies.
1: I do get that I'm just talking about my personal opinion, but I remember walking out of each and every one of those (laughs) movies disappointed. Yeah, even like Zack Snyder's Justice League, I was like, "This was better," but this could have been only
0: three hours. But that's that's fair. Yeah, that's always the one complaint where I'm like, "Yeah, I'll say it." Snyder's real self indulgent with his runtimes.
1: It does remind me, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League reminds me of, and it's. Did you ever see Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight? Yes. It was the most self-masturbatory Tarantino movie I've ever seen, <laughs> where he clearly was just like, look how fucking good I am at directing. You're yeah. going to watch these first 15 minutes of nothing but snow. God damn it. Like, I was <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, yeah. There's another thought I had, too. In the cameo scene, mm-hmm. when they filmed it, it probably could have happened. I understand that now it couldn't have, but. Once he brought animated into it, I was like, "Oh, we could have had Kevin Conroy in it.
0: Oh yeah, no. yep back back when they were filming this, that definitely could have happened, <clears throat>
1: which i I do see now why they were like, "There's no chance of refilming this without Ezra Miller,
0: yep, oh, yeah, because everyone was like, just reshoot it. you've you've reshot other movies where someone was problematic. It's like, yeah, if they were in four scenes, this was <laughs> he was both of the leads, yeah, you they know what were I both need? of the leads.
1: Yes, I keep doing that too. You know what I yeah, hate it happens me to being... me a lot.
0: It's never, it's never malicious, dear listener. It's a heteronormative brain. Yep. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not it's like it's that. Yeah. I care. I promise.
1: It's ignorant. It's uh, <laughs> not purposeful. <laughs> yes. Um. You know what I I hate seeing also? There's a shot in the flash where he is first learning that he can run so fast to go more than a few seconds back in time, and he sticks his head out to see he's in the day before. Yes. And you just <laughs> see his head.
0: And when you see that
1: shot taken out of context, taken on a f- phone. Uh, you know, and post it on, on Twitter. Yes, and then I feel like it's being compared to the Thor Love and Thunder shot of yep. whatever Heimdall's character son's name was talking to Thor, which
0: I think it was Axel.
1: Oh my God, that I remember watching that, and that looked
0: terrible. It yeah, did.
1: It did. In the flesh, it's clearly purposefully meant to look the way it looks, and mm-hmm. I I think there is just an annoyance of like
0: <laughs>
1: we all need to have everyone needs to hear our opinions. I feel like I'm saying that as I'm on a podcast sharing my opinion. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to share their opinion no matter how informed or uninformed. And the feeling mm. is I feel like 90% of these people who are shouting into the ether about The Flash have not seen The Flash even.
0: Yes. And that's kind of the big thing is like, look, occasionally I'll, I'll level a, a criticism at a movie, but I tend to just kind of say the thing and then move on with my life. <laughs> that's so hard for people these days. Jordan,
1: I don't know how you do what you do, because to me, you are the Sisyphus of Twitter. Like every day you are just trying to roll the boulder up the hill of <laughs> like, no, movies are subject, subjective, please just be kind to the each other. And then the times, next day you're going to
0: have to start over again. The number of times that I've had to just like comment the exact wording of, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's all subjective. Like, I, <laughs> you got to calm down.
1: I would hope you just have it saved in your notes by now to copy and paste in there. Like, nope, we've I- gotten to this point.
0: I do have the, the 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 Google definition just saved as a as a picture that I occasionally just post that <laughs> just subjectivity to definition.
1: You know, it'd be one thing if we were having a conversation and this is not a fun podcast topic to go into. If we were talking about <laughs> religion or abortion or about politics of other kinds, like you say you know that, what? but
0: I don't know if you've ever I don't know if you've paid much attention to the episodes where I have blue on, but like by the end of those episodes, he and I will always go into one of those things.
1: I'm just saying, I get being so goddamn firm about those things. Yeah. But if we were talking about the Snyder movies right now and we got more into it, would I be here just to hate it because I thought those movies were mediocre? No. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, there. you know what? There's plenty of things I like in there.
0: Yeah, and, and, then, more, and then more importantly, neither of us are going to call the other one stupid for not getting something. Or it's like, Well, like I remember, I remember the other day I was like, uh, "There's been a there's been a common debate recently because of a meme about whether or not cutting thirty minutes out of Batman versus Superman is what has led to Warner Bros. severe financial struggles today."
1: I've seen that with the dominoes, yes.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, look, it's an oversimplification, but they're kind of (laughs) right. Like there's there's a point to be made there. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then, but I was like. I was talking to someone about this on Twitter and I was like, well, you know, it would have been better. Like, because I thought it was better. I did not like the theatrical. I walked out of it and I was like, this isn't a movie. This is a jumble of self serious nonsense with a barely cohesive plot. And then when I watched the ultimate edition, I was like, okay, good. Okay. I was like, it's, it's a story. It's, it's also. It's just not. It's not the story I was looking for, but it's it's a story and it's a reasonably well told one. And so, and I saw enough people have that reaction to the Ultimate Edition that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, if you had put that one out first, no one would. It wouldn't have been beloved. It would never have rivaled Marvel, but it would have had people be like, it, I think it would have gotten about the critical reception of Man of Steel. Which is relatively divisive. People don't like the bland colors and the self-serious tone and um, and that it's not quite the characters that they feel they know from the comics. That would have happened. That divisiveness still would have gone on. But it wouldn't have been just torn apart as an incomplete laughingstock the way that it it was. And I think that I think that's the specific event that caused this like chain of events where... <laughs> Now Warner Bros. just kind of screwed because they kept panicking and restarting and panicking yeah. and scrapping and yeah, that's yeah. what it did it.
1: They were so, they were always just in too big a rush to catch up, so every mm-hmm. step has become a stumble instead. Um, oh, you know,
0: uh, so the sorry, the reason I brought that whole thing up was because I said that to someone. I was like, "Hey, at least it was a coherent movie," and I liked it a lot more when I saw the second one. They're like, "Well, you're very easily pleased then," and I'm like, "Why? Why?" Why Why is that your go-to when someone likes a movie you don't like? Well, I guess it's <sighs> easy for you to like movies. It's like, no, my taste fit that one. This is how subjectivity works.
1: Again, if people were just saying, oh, yeah, I like the Zack Snyder movie. Or if you were just saying like, oh, yeah, I loved Batman v Superman. Yeah. It's the fact that it's like, I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is my entire personality. And if you yeah. like the Flash with that. Groomer Ezra Miller, then you sir are <laughs> Kyle Tiddler. That's what you are. And it's like, what? what? How do what? How did we get here?
0: Yeah, what and the people happening? are like, well, well, you don't get it because Snyder's movies are for adults, and you have a little baby brain, which is why you don't like the, the Zack Snyder movies. Sir, <laughs> I may
1: be wearing a hat with a <laughs> propeller on it, but I have no baby <laughs>
0: brain. And it's it's true that it's like. I always my response to that kind of comment is usually like, you know, that other than the kind of bland color grading, these are all the same thing. Right. Like Captain America, Two is about the same as any of these in terms of like, you're just watching a superhero.
1: They're all
0: they're all comic books. you got to stop pretending you have superiority over which one you like.
1: I do think the Snyder fandom has kind of ruined Warner Brothers in the sense too that we can't yeah. we can't talk about the flash without relitigating movies from 2013, 2015. That's true. Here we are doing it. We can't do it. We,
0: we tried not to, and now we're doing it.
1: I am that's the only reason I'm like really excited <laughs> for the death of this universe, which yeah, you know, it seems like is going out with a whimper. Like I I I you know, it makes sense because they filmed The Flash long enough ago that they didn't have plans to be like, no, we're definitely starting the TCU by then and we're going to scrap all of this. Yeah. That's why th- I guess this was never going to have some like. And, massive and they ending.
0: couldn't have and they couldn't have done extensive reshoots because everyone would have burned Warner Bros to the ground if they brought Ezra in for reshoots.
1: They also probably just couldn't afford him by this point.
0: That's also true. They they were they were scared as well of the press. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: That's another thing I'm seeing too, because people expected this to be an ending that was so world changing that they were mm-hmm. like, and the post credit scene didn't even mean anything. And I'm like, you know, they're not supposed to, right? Like we yeah, forget they the post credit usually... scenes were just supposed to be for funsies.
0: Yeah, I I do kind of miss the early Marvel days of like the post credit scene was like, hey guys, guess what we're doing next time? It's gonna be cool. Is is kind of the tone that they used to have. Um. And now it's usually either a joke or wouldn't it be cool if we made a sequel to this? We're not gonna, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> and that's kind of usually what post credits are. I'm never
1: now. I'm never putting that much stock in a post-credit scene like it's the most meaningful yeah.
0: thing. You know what
1: I mean? Like sometimes do they pan out and become meaningful? Sure. I think Like back go- when
0: Iron Man 2 came out and the post credit scene was Coulson looking at Thor's hammer. I was like damn, that's pretty cool. But I didn't assume that it's that it was going to pan out because that was back in 2009 and I was like, I don't know. I mean, they're telling me Thor exists. That's kind of a cool thing. I think maybe it is
1: just <laughs> that we have been... The MCU has given us too much now. Um, <laughs> I, I do hope, and it seems like maybe the DCU will do this. Have confidence in what you've made. Don't don't use reactions from the first thing that comes out to change every other thing mm-hmm. and take steps to build to something or, and I don't think this is what they're doing, but when they did start coming out with things like Joker and that, and uh, the Batman mm-hmm. be completely separate. Either one is fine. You don't have to be Marvel, but if you want to be Marvel, don't do it. You know, don't run to it. You have to crawl there like they did.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> I feel like I've gotten off the rails of the actual movie we were talking about.
0: I mean, th- this is our this is our real world fandom discussion episode, mostly centering around the flash. But who cares? Um, oh, gosh. Let yeah. Th-
1: about something in the flash. Yeah. So we can actually talk about this movie we're talking about. <laughs> what did you think of Dark Flash?
0: I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, sure, okay. So we're kind of loosely adapting a Reverse Flash-ish villain-looking character because um, it kind of very, very closely resembles the New Fifty Two Reverse Flash. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, and and I liked that he's not really the villain. I liked that it was kind of t- time messing with time is the villain, but that other Barry isn't evil. They're just trying real hard to figure out this one thing.
1: I mean, I guess Barry is, you know, he's the protagonist and the antagonist, which I think is cool. And it's like a time yeah. paradox that he exists. I feel like with Dark Flash that, you know, I think one of Giselle's big complaints was that this movie had a little bit more style than substance. You know, it would have been nice to have a bit more of the emotion in there. Mm-hmm. And Dark Flash is one of the ways I see that. I, I heard somebody complain about there wasn't enough of a fight with dark flash and i'm like well no i'm perfectly fine with how that goes in fact i think that goes perfectly that yeah young barry sees future him and like realizes like well i can't let future me kill alternate me mm-hmm. but <clears throat> i do think it would have been nice if one we have dark flash show up one or two more times very similar to the way he does the first time because mm-hmm. the way he shows up the first time i was like okay this is the guy who directed you know it i see it because (laughs) it was cool watching him like that's the most i was like oh so it's definitely a deliberate choice the way that the world of the chrono ball i've seen it called or like when he's in the little time travel sphere Mm. it's clearly a design choice because dark flash clearly looks different from that when he is coming through that and like just making a mess of time as he's like coming to get you barry (laughs) yeah so if you have him show up a couple more times, just like randomly show up, like when they're in the chrono ball, like he is this presence that is coming for you, which again makes them have to question, well, can we just keep going back and trying to change things? What if this guy's coming for us?
0: And yeah, when he first appeared, I thought it was a Black Flash um, uh, adaptation.
1: Yeah, which is like, he's just the representation of like death, right? In the Speed Force or something.
0: Yeah. Or that they were kind of blending like, CW's time wraiths with the black flash and they were going to have it be like oh so this is like a speedster enforcer that comes to get you if you mess with time but nope that's not what they were doing yeah have it feel like that and I think that
1: would have been cool and then I think at the very end when you do have that moment of seeing that it is Barry I don't know if they were just afraid of being able to show um, the effects that they had done more because you know they're going for like an old man effect on as we mm-hmm either it just felt like it was like not quite enough you know i I would have liked to feel the emotion of barry a little bit more because he doesn't have enough of a chance to say something he says a little bit it would have been nice saying i have you know i've not you know watched the universe die a million times seen (laughs) my mother die thousands of times to fail you know what i mean just Mm. a little bit more in there to make me understand why has he gone so dark you know what i mean um Michael Keaton too. I really liked in the movie and I'm like it's hard to say because I know we were talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League and I said that's a four-hour movie that could easily be three hours Mm -hmm. the editor in me was like you could snip snip here and there and like totally take pieces out (laughs) with this movie I do find it a bit harder to be like well here's what you could wholesale cut Mm. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I would have liked to have seen a three-hour cut of The Flash where we do have more time to hear Michael Keaton talk about his past.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool.
1: Sadly, we will never get that. Did you hear mm. the other rumor about the Batman Beyond movie?
0: Oh, that, there was, that they were planning on doing a Michael Keaton-led um, Batman Beyond movie and they've scrapped it or something?
1: That supposedly if this movie had been enough of a hit that they would have gone forward with the Batman Beyond movie, which I don't really understand how that makes sense, but that's clearly like...
0: I'm going to assume care that's things. not true for the time being, because it sounds not true, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. I did like seeing Michael Keaton back. It was interesting, you know... Even the one thing that I see people commenting on where they're like, oh look at Barry throwing up during this scene. I'm like, are you watching the rest of it? Because it's awesome. And in yep. context, that's funny too. Yep. God damn it. You know, Jordan, I just remember after seeing that movie and talking about it, I was like, I gotta message Jordan I'm so angry about the response to this (laughs) because I liked it. I wish I hadn't had everything about it spoiled for me like that's also true
0: yep I think I think I said uh, last week, but I want to touch on it again that uh, speaking of having things spoiled, I had the Christopher Reeve thing spoiled and the the Christopher Reeve thing um, I was scared that they were gonna do like a Grand Moff Tarkin and have him just kind of be in a scene and like say something important to Barry or something. And I was a little bit like, "Okay, that might be a little far." I hope you don't do that. And I was, I was pleased with what they did um, because it, it was, it was done. I felt it was done respectfully, with just have him silent have the camera go, like you've just made him 3D, basically, so you can look at him for a second. And and it serves as a, as a tribute, a little memorial, in my opinion.
1: I think my feeling was, I understand that that's a perspective for Barry inside the time sphere, or whatever mm. you're calling it. I've already called like three different names, whatever. Yeah, I understand that. It's once you go into those universes and everything still looks that way that I'm like, eh, it feels worse now. Yeah. So I was like, just have me see that giant sphere of a world coming at them. And I can see it. I don't care if it's a little tiny. It probably, you know, having the image smaller kind of masks some of those imperfections more. I probably would have liked that better. I get that. You don't have to get, you don't have the nice shot of the camera swirling around fake Christopher even Helen Slater then,
0: mm-hmm. but maybe that's for the best. Yep. You know, what's, you know what I've seen that's weird is, is people talking about how terrible the Nicolas Cage one looks. It's like, why'd you CG Nicolas Cage? And I thought it was pretty evident watching it that they probably de-aged him. But I was like, I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage was here. It looked pretty good.
1: Regardless of whether he was or wasn't, they clearly did try and, you know, did they de-age him? Yes, but they also tried to make it look similar to the other ones. So it's supposed to yeah. have that. It feels weird to say it's supposed to have that uncanny valley look, but I can't think of Mm. anything else. It's like, it's supposed to look unnaturally smooth, because I guess maybe the logic is when you're moving that fast, you're not getting... I don't know. (laughs) You know what I I mean? I'm like,
0: things look different. I thought the Nicolas Cage one looked distinctly better than everything else, and I thought it was pretty cool.
1: They do also probably give a little bit more focus to the Nicolas Cage one. I feel like I did see somewhere that maybe he did film something. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, I was like, oh, that's that's a cool joke for people who are huge DC fans.
0: Yeah, all all six of us who know about that movie. Um, I did I did think it was funny that someone argued that you can't put Grant Gustin in there because not enough people would recognize who that is because it's a CW show. And and the the response was just like you you did the Nicolas Cage Superman. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> no, it's like we can have a cameo of a character.
1: That was an a script that was never shot. Yeah. That was just an idea. But God forbid we have somebody who was in nine seasons of a television show. Yep. TV shows don't go on for nine seasons if nobody's watching them.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty funny reasoning.
1: Yeah, that's, that's again, asinine to me. Um, <laughs> it is harder with The Flash because The Flash has not been a character that's had the same representation. I feel like, you know, when true. we were talking about it, we kept comparing it to, like, Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, I think that's just so hard also because all of those one Spider-Man movies come out seemingly every two years, it feels like now. Yeah. New, you know, we have a new Spider-Man every 10 years. It it feels like a much more recent thing than Michael Keaton. God bless him. His last movie, Batman Returns, is 92 or 93, I want to say.
0: Yeah, over 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, it's very cool for some people, but I think for the biggest movie going crowds which you know i still think is you know young boys like teens that's probably not drawing them in as well as we think it is Mm -hmm. it's a shame uh have (laughs) you heard also the rumor of the multiple endings
0: yes and and i'm like i really want to see them (laughs) i want to see what they were
1: Well, I feel like we heard what they were, which was there's the one we saw with, spoilers, George Clooney. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one with Sasha Kaye and Michael Keaton, Uh which I really liked her as Supergirl. She doesn't have enough time to do that much, but I was like, I will totally see her in a Supergirl movie.
0: I very much, because they are theoretically assuming that Warner Bros. doesn't collapse under its own weight within the next year or two. Uh, They are theoretically going to do a Supergirl movie, uh, and I hope that it's her.
1: You know, it, that character doesn't get enough time to show, like, real emotion, but mm. I, I didn't dislike anything she did, and she really only has one moment that I was, like, got to feel something from her, mm. you know, besides being like, she smashed, that's cool, like, her <laughs> beaten up Saad, cool, um, and it's the moment where, you know, when Barry first rescues her from her prison, he says, I've got you, and he's, like, sort of uh-huh. carrying her out, and then after Barry's been struck by lightning, and he needs to get struck by lightning again, <laughs> he's carrying him up to the skies and she repeats it back to him and it's such a like it's a screenwriting 101 way to to do that but you know what it, these things are cliches for a reason because it works and mm-hmm. that totally worked for me
0: yeah i thought that was really cool
1: yeah um so i think i would have liked that ending because if we're already having an ending you know the one they went with is the one where it's like nonsensical anyway so it's like well if we end up with george clooney then why not just have the one where it ends with him still with michael keaton and sasha Kaye? like who would have cared yeah. Um the other version was supposedly with I think Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and Gal Gadot again. Yeah, I believe so. And I do get would that have been cool to see if you're a Snyder fan? Absolutely. But I think by this point, Warner Brothers, I think, is just like, please, how do we make you forget this? <laughs> like <laughs> I think they're probably tired of it to an extent.
0: It feels like someone at Warner Bros. was like, I'm so fucking sick of these guys on the internet calling us names and and being mean it's like you know what fuck you you are now trapped in a george clooney universe and ben (laughs) affleck never existed
1: (laughs) oh you know it would have been cool now i'm thinking like if they had had chris o'donnell show up with them
0: (laughs) oh they should have they should have that would have been fun
1: i will say batman and robin is a good no but do i have fun every time i watch that movie
0: yeah it's it's so fun it's so fun i love that movie I gotta rewatch it now that I've seen uh this and have and I know that George Clooney's there. It is just so actively
1: it. she will say, She's like, That's my favorite Batman movie. I'm like, What? Fine. <laughs> it's
0: so fun. I, I Like, it's definitely not my least favorite Batman movie.
1: Ooh, what is your least favorite Batman movie?
0: Oh, uh, that's a great question. I I think I I I like Forever Less. So it's definitely under Batman and Robin to me. Um, and then, is there anything that goes under, under those two? I don't think so. Does Batman
1: Superman count as a Batman movie?
0: I don't, I don't know. And I'm guessing that's your least favorite. If Um... you're including that, (laughs) yes,
1: but I don't feel like it should count. So I guess I'd say Batman forever also.
0: Okay. Yeah. Depending on my, on my mood, like Batman Returns is probably a better movie, but I don't enjoy it as much. So, like, for me personally, I'm more likely to watch Batman and Robin again than I am to watch Batman Returns again. So I'm like, that's just more fun. I have more fun with that.
1: I'm still all in on Danny DeVito Penguin. Um, Yep. You know, (laughs) me and my brother still often quote Danny DeVito has a moment where he says it could be worse. I could be gushing blood from my nose. And the guy's like, gushing blood from my nose. And he just starts What
0: are you talking about? And he goes,
1: and I just love, like, I'm like, I can watch Danny DeVito bite people's
0: noses all day. Oh, I love it. Okay um gosh, what else what else to say about social media bad flash good um
1: <laughs> i do feel like we could have just pulled up twitter during this and like just looked at what people said and but like no
0: oh i'm stupid. sure what happens what happens if i just click on the flash uh um hashtag here
1: i will say while you're doing that do you know what the reason is for the joke come on barbie let's go party
0: I have no idea why that joke's in there. It was pretty funny, but I don't know why it was in there.
1: It is not set up in any way. It just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, it it leads to a cool moment, but I was in the theater like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, here's, here's an interesting question that someone has asked on Twitter that I think is missing the point. Someone said, now that The Flash has bombed, is it now publicly acceptable to like Snyder's DC movies again? And it's like, that's kind of the whole thing we're getting to. Is that, or at least what I was saying earlier is that yeah, the Snyder cult is is very toxic, uh, often. But it's like yeah, that question kind of lends into the other thing I was saying is that the anti-Snyder crowd has made some people feel like you're not allowed to say you like those movies. And it's like, like you like and shut the fuck up. Like yeah, and Jesus. it's like stop being mean to people for what they like. That's the only point here. <laughs>
1: it is yep. just we live in a world where every movie is best movie ever worst movie ever it cannot yeah,
0: be yeah. Uh, best movie, movie ever be worst was... movie ever and and also that it's like uh your personality is is wholly defined by your connection to the movies that you deem as good and so it's like if someone says that's not as good it's like well now you've hurt me you've you've hurt me because i love that movie and it's like no they their taste is different than yours. Yes.
1: (laughs) And that's the thing. People out there are going to love things you hate and people out there are going to hate things you love. Like there was a,
0: there was a trend. I don't even know what podcast these guys are from, but I found them very annoying. Um, I think I know 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 what you're talking about. Is is it
1: the thing before you even say it? Is it the thing where somebody (laughs) says they thought Man of Steel was better than Batman Begins?
0: Yes. And this dude just loses his mind about how that person needs mental help. And stuff. And it's like, no. They have different tastes than you. It's just this the state
1: is, of the internet. Like this is how art Superman, works. Yeah, they feel that way.
0: This is how art works.
1: <sighs>
0: it's just so exhausting. Um, God bless
1: you, Jordan. You keep fighting the good fight out there. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm so tired. <laughs>
0: um, well, I think we will uh, make everyone uncomfortable for a minute and, and touch briefly on uh, Ezra Miller. Um, just because I, uh, it's, it's interesting to me and I, and I feel it's an important thing to talk about at times is the internet just running with stuff as fact it kind of bugs me sometimes, uh, especially around cause I've seen people like I, Jamie had a very balanced view of it, which is, he's like, look, this is a very wealthy person with access to lots of drugs and it wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me if this stuff happened because very rich and famous people, you know, it's like the, if if I hear something about a very rich and famous person, I'm likely to assume that it's true. And I was like, yeah, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's a very reasoned viewpoint. So you know, it's like in that world, in you know, in that in that view of it, it's like yeah, if you're if you're uncomfortable by all these allegations that might be true, then. By all means, feel free not to to support the flash, but since they might not be true, and there's a chance you're wrong um, then then you shouldn't be we, like we were saying earlier, you shouldn't be telling people they're going to hell for supporting this movie because someone who might be bad is is in it, and i I realize that I've worded that poorly because. Ezra's definitely done some bad things. Like, I'm not saying that none of it's true. There are some things that we know for sure. The ones that we know actually happened, and I was tweeting about this a while back, are pretty much all of the drunken disorderly incidents in Hawaii. Ezra, at some point, got either high or drunk and threw a chair, which allegedly hit someone. I don't know if they were aiming for them or not, but through a chair, someone got hurt. That's true um you know several police calls of drunken disorderly incidents outside of bars and inside of bars around Hawaii there's the felony burglary of liquor from a neighbor's house that Ezra pled guilty to and is currently on a year of probation for and had to pay a fine and it's like yeah all that stuff happened we've got that very weird video of Ezra choking some lady outside of a bar in Iceland 3 years ago that's bad. Those are bad things. And we know those happened because we either have like well-documented police reports, guilty pleas from Ezra themselves or videos. But all of those, none of those are like outlandishly cartoonishly evil, in my opinion. I look at all of those and if that's all that happened, I'm looking at a very troubled very substance abuse struggling person who's done some very unfortunate things and and they need help and they need to not be in the spotlight for a while and um yeah like rehab stuff like that mental health counseling
1: it is interesting though we warner brothers uh, it seems up to this movie has like chloroformed ezra miller and not allowed them to they're like (laughs) we are trying to shut this down
0: Ezra vanished for like six months before yes. this movie came out. It's a
1: matter of that and the fact that with the writer strikes there are no late night shows which I normally you know I don't watch late night shows religiously but if a movie's coming out that I like I'm like oh I wonder if anybody from that movie didn't interview maybe I'll watch that. Yeah I'm that. the same way. Um, so I remember right after The Flash I was like did anyone talk about it? And I went to each one of the YouTube pages for like these big late night shows and I was like oh yeah they haven't done anything in months. But <laughs> which also probably hurt this movie too.
0: Yeah, no, no good press for it.
1: I would be interested in hearing Ezra Miller's side of things, but there is, for all the things that Ezra Miller has pled guilty to, we probably know somebody in our lives who has done shit that's that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like these are all very yes. stupid things.
0: Yes, for the things I've listed so far, those not are very that I'm stupid saying things, and and like I, I'm not saying that you should get away with choking some lady. No. Don't push. Don't push that on me, dear listener. That's a bad thing, but I don't I don't know if I can attribute that to evil or severe mental health struggle and substance abuse. Uh, you know, I, I don't know which one to attribute it to. I, I didn't hear about like, it's not like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation where depending on which side you're on, someone was very maliciously abusive to like a domestic partner for a long period of time depending on which side of that you want, you, you, you fall on. Uh, I, pretty much everyone thinks I either or both of them did that. It's like, yeah, that's real bad. Um,
1: I didn't really like either one of them before all that. I don't really care for either one of them
0: now. That's malice. Um, I but, always
1: talk about, I had always heard, there's a fun fact about Johnny Depp that he never took an acting class. And I've always felt like, I know. <laughs> like, I, that has never <laughs> shocked me.
0: Yeah, so so what I, what I was getting to with all of this is mm-hmm. that, yeah, those are all bad things, but none of those are what I would view to be cartoonishly evil. And then there's a whole bunch of things that came out right after those things that are cartoonishly evil. And typically, if I hear something just cartoonishly evil about someone, I'm not going to buy into it right away. I'm going to be like, well, that's... Like, if I hear... Like, if someone comes forward, you know... Um, when you hear, I don't I I can't think of a good example. Um, but when you hear something spitting bullets at babies, (laughs) like, yeah, like, like when you hear like someone comes out and is like, um, this actor sexually assaulted me five years ago or something. I'm like, okay, that sure. I, you know, that sounds like that could happen. And I'm very worried that that might be true. But when I hear Ezra Miller's kidnapped a family and is keeping babies in a barn, chewing on bullets with Mm. marijuana, I'm like, okay, this is that is a cartoon. And I'm like that. Okay, I'm not going to say it's not true. I'm never going to say that's not true, by the way. Dear listener, if you read my tweets and you listen to what I'm saying now, I'm not alleging that that's bullshit. I'm just saying it sounds cartoonishly evil to me. And then I kind of dig more into it. I'm like, OK, let's see if there's any other sides to this, because this is this doesn't sound as straightforward that, you know, and and I look into it I'm like, OK, so the mom of those kids claims this is all alleged. None of these are facts claims that the father that her husband, the father of those children, was severely abusive and Ezra was giving them a place to stay. And then I'm like, okay, well, but what about the bullets of marijuana? I look further into it and I'm like, okay, so that was an article. The only source for that information is the husband and some is other people. Yeah. I was like, I looked through and I was like, okay, so look again, I'm not going to say that's not true, but there's enough of like, these are equally believable things where I'm like, is it, is this a, a an evil person? crafting an evil story or is Ezra a cartoon villain? I don't know. Um, and the same thing applies to the to the theoretically kidnapped groomed child where I'm like, okay yeah, that honestly maybe because I know they knew each other when when the the kid was a minor and I'm like, so I'm not gonna say it's not true. I'm not gonna say that Ezra's definitely innocent of it but the kid alleges that, their parents are bigoted, and we're trying to force them into a conservatorship when they came out as non-binary. And Ezra was trying to help them escape that, and they were 18 at the time that they disappeared from their parents. And I'm like, okay, so mm, which one do I buy into? Do I do I buy into the kid's narrative that the parents are bigots? And I'm like, okay. And as soon as I hear the kid allege that the parents are bigots, now I'm like, well, Ezra's non-binary ezras That's LGBT. We've got a lot of the groomer thing going on right now with bigoted right wing people calling any LGBT person they can get their hands on a groomer. And so I'm like, okay, is this just a hate campaign against an LGBT person that they saw an easy target because we already knew a bunch of really unfortunate things about Ezra Miller through the, the substance abuse fueled rampage across Hawaii? And like, did that just make Ezra a super easy target for some really awful accusations from bad people or is, or is Ezra Miller one of the worst people to ever exist in show business? I don't know. I'm not going to assume that one of those two things is true, but I'm not going to, so because I can't assume that either of those are true. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, if I hear more, I'll make more decisions People are but, rarely
1: looking that deep into the nuance of it that you are, though, it seems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and so I'm like, if I hear more, I'll make more decisions, but I'm not going to decide that Ezra is evil. And I'm not going to decide that Ezra is a super innocent, angelic, good person. Um, we pretty much know that one's not true. <laughs> we, we know they at least need a lot of help.
1: All right, Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You All have right. to come up with a fake Ezra Miller crime. That sounds cartoonishly <laughs> evil. I'm going to go okay. first so that you have time to think of one.
0: Okay, you go ahead.
1: All right. Did you hear about this? Ezra Miller was seen on the beach recently stomping on sandcastles. Everyone's <laughs> sandcastles. He took out an entire beach worth of sandcastles. I heard this. <laughs>
0: I'm a very reliable source. Yes, many sources, uh,
1: people are saying,
0: people are saying. All right. See, so mine mine would be that people are saying that Ezra has stolen every single Flash-themed piece of merchandise from the entire street of South Congress in Austin, Texas.
1: I heard that. I heard about that. I think I, I heard saw it. that. Mm-hmm.
0: I heard it. Which, by the way, was was another thing that struck me as odd about the cartoonishly evil stories, is that there's, like, multiple states, and all of these allegations abruptly came out, like, in the three weeks after all of the, the Hawaii stuff. And I'm like, man, is Ezra just cross-country demolitioning their, their reputation. Only one I person could do all
1: these things in all these states at the same time. Is the,
0: flash. the flash. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm not, dear listener, I'm not saying that Ezra is like a, an innocent little angel. And I'm not saying that you're bad if you believe all those stories because there's reasons to believe them. There are, like, there's a situation where there is a police report and a temporary restraining order that some woman got against Ezra. For allegedly behaving inappropriately to her 12-year-old daughter. I'm like, okay, that exists. There's paperwork for that. It was a temporary restraining order, and no one upheld it, and no one ever pressed charges against Ezra. And no one. so it's like there's equally then there's a whole bunch of reasons where I'm like, okay, was that was that a bigot doing the grooming thing that they do when they hate LGBT people? I don't know. But it, honestly, Ezra being LGBT is is a lot of this, is is a lot of this where I'm like, because a lot of the accusations are about grooming, and Ezra's LGBT, that that I keep having pause of like, is that, is any of this real? I don't well, know
1: because uh, again, the the flavor of the politics of the day seems to be blame LGBT people. Um, you know, I, I it feels like every day you see a news story about like. Well, a, a drag queen was seen using a balloon animal to strangle a child. I heard that happen. You know, it, yeah. like that was also a made-up one, just just to make sure that that's out there.
0: Um, <laughs> you don't want clarify, people to run with did, these things. We need to clarify we did not read any of this.
1: <laughs> I did not actually read that anywhere. <laughs> but it, it's just such a tedious thing to to see. We're still making the same mistakes that we made a hundred years ago as humans. You know.
0: Yeah. So like the if I, if I want you to have a takeaway from this dear listener it's if if you think Ezra did every single thing you heard about that's fine. I'm not I'm not calling you dumb. I'm not I'm not calling you a bigot. I'm like that's fine. It's all out there. There are some believable reasons to believe them. I feel there are also some believable reasons to doubt them and I'm not I'm not willing to 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 call Ezra evil. Uh, based on the information that that I know is true at the moment, um, so that's that's basically what I'm getting at, at with all of that. Is is you know, don't hate people for supporting the Flash. Don't hate people for not supporting the Flash. D- everyone has their own view of what's going on. Don't hate and, people uh, for
1: liking signer movies. Don't hate people for not liking signer movies. Yes, Just like all, the
0: shit you like. It all comes back to perspective and what you have access to at the moment.
1: Have you seen the, <sighs> the Bill and Ted movies, Jordan?
0: I've seen the first one, I think.
1: I'm trying to remember. What is it? Be good and party on?
0: Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, that be might good have to been each it... other
1: and party on or something like that?
0: Was was be excellent part of it? Be excellent
1: and party on. It might be yeah, good, yes. But either way,
0: okay.
1: uh, all of these three variations of the fucked up Bill and Ted quote say the same thing. Just be kind to each other and party on, man. Like, don't worry about if the person next to you hated the movie that you (laughs) like just say, Oh, I like that movie. It doesn't have to be a debate. I say that I am totally the person in personal life. Like if we're we're having a conversation in real life, I can tell you like, well, here's why I thought it was shitty, but don't do it on the internet. You don't Mm. know that person. It doesn't matter. Do it with people. You know, that's fine.
0: Yeah. And, and dear listener, if, if I sound like super stupid and I've missed something incredibly obvious, like we have photographs of Ezra, like, Stomping on sandcastles? Uh, uh, Yeah, stomping on sandcastles or something. Uh, By all means, feel free to let me know. You know where to find me. Um, Because I'm just going off of the the things that I have access to and the information that I know at this moment. So let's, you know, (laughs) let's all think rationally here. Um, Let's go ahead and do our little tiny uh, fake mail section for this week. Uh, This week we put out a poll. The poll read... Uh, which character did you find more engaging in The Flash, and why? <laughs> and the options were Barry Allen, or Barry Allen. Um, I, I also said you can feel free to write in your own answers. Um, no one, no one took that opportunity, but we have uh, a pretty landslide victory here, with eighty percent of the vote for Barry Allen. And Who the
1: other twenty percent go to.
0: Uh, well, Bear, Barry Allen did lose with twenty percent of the vote, so. Uh, hmm. Real shame. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I was that low for Barry Allen, but I'm glad Barry Allen won at least. That was good nice. for Barry Allen, but I yeah. feel bad for Barry Allen. And uh, and we have a write in comment from Dylan Pollock.
1: I, I, writes... I think I like forgot that I was going to be on here when I did that. But sure. <laughs> who
0: writes Barry Allen was very relatable, while Barry Allen was just annoying. And I I think I gotta agree with you on that.
1: You know what? If you've seen the flash, that comment actually makes sense, I think.
0: It does. It's actually true. And it was one of my favorite things about the movie is that is that young Barry is just the like a previous movie's Barry that <laughs> back when he was really annoying.
1: Yes, I think from a screenwriting perspective, I thought that was brilliant to be like, yeah, well, people have kind of found this character annoying as like this jokey side piece version that he has been. So why don't we make that sort of that this version of Barry that we're following now isn't that and that he's seeing what he was like to other people
0: yeah okay Um, I think I'm just about out of things to say without going on another angry rant about social media and the nature of wildfire information I'll call it see it's in I I like that term I don't call it misinformation because I don't know for sure that it's not true but like with all the extra stuff they call it wildfire, fire misinformation. It's like it spread real fast, and if it's not true, it's a real problem. But uh, it's like
1: genital herpes through a nursing home. It's just spreading yeah. <laughs> real fast.
0: <laughs> oh my god! All right, did you have any closing thoughts about toxicity around the Flash or the Flash itself?
1: Yeah, I feel like I've been saying it this whole goddamn time. Just shut up and like what you like. <laughs>
0: that's that's the best takeaway we could possibly have for this um uh dylan uh where can where can people find you and your podcast
1: yeah you can find me every week on youtube and every single podcast platform i think we're on by this point it's the movies to watch before you die podcast um me and my cousin talk about a different movie every week uh sometimes we love the movie sometimes we hate the movie it really depends (laughs) so you know i would love to have people check that out um you can find me and Jordan every week on Jump on the Batwagon. We're both oh, people yeah. who cannot stop commenting on that.
0: Yeah, if you want to get exactly sixty seconds each of our voices extra, uh, you can go over there.
1: Jordan, don't <laughs> tell anybody, but I sent one in last week that was a minute and five seconds, and they
0: didn't say anything. That was what? Oh, a minute five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got him. Yeah, you win this round. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be. Fun. I haven't recorded the one for their for their next episode yet. I need to. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I don't have anything like in particular planned. I'm just always excited to send them mail. It's fun. Uh, (laughs) dear listener, you can find me at Jordan blue man everywhere that has usernames. And I do mean everywhere. And if I'm not there, uh, let me know and I'll go there. Um, (laughs) You're like the
1: pigeon man of social media platforms. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Do you get that reference? Are you too young for that reference? I I think I am. What's the reference? Hey,
1: Arnold had the pigeon man. And at the end of that episode, the pigeon man just goes, wherever this is happening, I'll be there. And like, he just says it like several times. (laughs) I'm too old. I make too many references. Keep going. You were doing great.
0: (laughs) You can also find this show at Fandom Optimists on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are a member of the Hall of Pods podcast network. There is a link tree in the description of this episode that will take you to all of my amazing podcasting friends. Uh, d- Dylan, we may have to figure out how to get your podcast in the Hall of Pods network because that'd be cool. Uh, it I seems feel honored to,
1: that you would ask.
0: It feels relatively similarly themed to our other podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, dear listener, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, I'm sorry if I've made you uncomfortable. Because that's, but that's always the fun part. I think is talking about real world issues occasionally, uh, with my, with my wacky and optimistic worldview. Uh, until next time, y'all. Never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. I'll talk to you next week.